interview on the uh, Solid Dog Blues and Roots uh, with Clayton Dolly. Uh, world-renowned uh, master of the Hammond B3. Yeah, we caught up with... Uh, Clayton during a recent visit to Melbourne, uh, played Bar 303, kicking the B3 uh, out of Northcote Town. Yeah, I'm sorry, Dolph Wizard Roots. Uh, let's uh, kick off this interview here with uh, Clayton Dolly. Sorry, Dolly. Blues and Roots. Uh, welcome, uh, Clayton Dolly. I hope I got that right, Clayton yeah, Dolly. That's exactly right. Uh, the Solid Dog Blues and Roots. Really appreciate you uh, giving us some time, Clayton. And um, we're at Bar 303 in Northcote. We are. Where you've got a, a gig tonight, um, uh, releasing your album Desperate Times. And um, let's um, let's go wind it right back. Uh, you started with a Hammond at what age? Uh, probably in my early teens, I first discovered the sound of it. I uh, started, like most keyboard players, I started on the family piano first. Yeah. And I, uh, I was lucky enough to have some good influences from an early age. Like my mum's friend taught me about uh, Jerry Lee Lewis early on and oh, yeah. Little Richard <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, yeah, some great piano players. And then eventually I, when I heard Booker T and the MG's Green Onions, I thought, <laughs> now that's the sound. Like, where is this sound? But, of course... In those days, that we're talking about the 80s when I was, you know, probably 10 or something. Yeah. And in the 80s, the Hammond organ was very unpopular. It was um, it was all about the DX7 synthesizer and all that yeah, sort of stuff. Yeah. So it was a bit hard for me to actually work out what the sound of this Hammond organ was. Like I, people would say, oh yeah, that's a Hammond organ, but the Hammond organs that I found in the trading post and whatever. This is also before the internet, of course. Yeah, you got to remember. Yeah. So I'd look in the trading post and see a Hammond organ and go around and play it, and it sounded nothing like Green Onions. So I, <laughs> eventually I worked it out, like I got enough older people that would tell me, and they said, oh, yeah, you got to get the B3. So uh, B3, yeah. and uh, that's with Leslie Speaker, I assume. That's right, that's with the Leslie, and, uh, yeah, so I, I took had a few false starts, like I bought, yeah. Eventually I got, I, I did, I settled on the right equipment, and, uh, yeah, so then I've never looked back since. No, fantastic. So you're now a sort of international expert on the B3, is that right? I don't know about an expert. I'm always learning, but uh, yeah, I, I I am trying to We're be... We're regarding you as an expert anyway. Yeah, oh, that's good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's always someone better than you, and uh, and especially like now that I've been overseas so much, I, um, I've had the opportunity to see all the greats pretty much now. Like uh, I saw a lot of the greats while they were alive who are now dead, you know, Jimmy Smith and yeah. Brother Jack McDuff. But uh, now there's a whole new breed, and um, yeah, and they're all in close proximity. I just, you know, just hang out in New York for a little while, and you see Fantastic. all of them. Yeah. Now tell us about that. I mean, I want to come back to this Hammond thing, but just um, in terms of geography, you're originally Australian from Adelaide. Yeah, I'm from Adelaide, and then I um, moved to Sydney quite early on, and I uh, sort of I've pretty much been in Sydney this whole time. But I did live in New York for a little while, about three years. In uh, kind of 99, I was over there for a bit. And uh, then I came back and then just recently I've been in Toronto. So I've been spending a lot of time in Canada. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're listening uh, to Clint Dolly uh, talking about his new album, Desperate Times, and telling you how to play the hammer and get around the place. This particular track uh, off the new album, Desperate Times, is called Chester Draws. And, um, you're playing with Harry Manks over there as well. That's right, yes. We've been, uh, Harry and I have been playing together off and on for... Uh, I guess probably seven or eight years now because he's been coming to Australia a lot yeah. and uh, so we just basically continued the same thing we've been playing around Canada and, and Europe and wherever else he happens to be playing and um, and so I've and his name you know is good to uh, bant yeah. around because yeah, you know yeah. he's, he's well respected so from that you know it opens doors for me and I yeah. can uh, start to, to do festival dates myself and well, yeah. I think I, I saw you first there at the Port Ferry uh, when we interviewed ah. Harry out on the grass. Yeah, right. Before the gig. Yeah, that's <laughs> we, a we great festival. Him, we collared him, and, uh, and that worked out pretty well. Now, coming back to um, Green Onions, uh, Booker T, yes. uh, Steve Krimi. You, you played with Steve Krimi. Oh, that's right. Yes, I did. I had the good fortune. That was. Um, it was actually in a. It was a time of when I, because I work as a sideman a little bit. I was at that time. I was working with Guy Sebastian. Yeah. And. At that time, Guy was doing his Memphis album. He'd gone over yeah, to the States. Too, yeah. yeah. So he'd gone over and recorded in Memphis and used Donald Duck Dunn and Steve Cropper and um, Steve Potts and some other you know great Memphis players. And then when it came time to uh, tour the album, he said, well, why don't we just get the Memphis guys? So that was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, bring it on. So uh, yeah, I had the opportunity to play with these guys, but even better, like just to hang out with them and hear all yeah. the stories was just amazing, you know. Yeah, were they all true to Oh, I guess they get embellished over time. Yeah. The older I get, the faster I was. Yeah, that's right. But pretty amazing, yeah. I was just, I mean, I just, it's an honour to even know them now, you know. Yeah, I mean, looking, looking at your um, sort of um, bio, um, Clayton, you've got everything from, um, you know, uh, TV production, film work. Um, that's true, yeah. Albums. You know, Tony Harry Mansa, uh, who else is on? Jimmy Barnes was on the list. Uh, yeah. Casey was, Chambers. Yeah. So, yes, um, done a lot. This 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 makes you like a uh, you know an in demand session muso, as well as an individual artist. Yeah. Um, so what do you prefer? Uh well, that's hard to say because they sort of you kind of can't have one without the other. At least for me, like I uh, I, I really enjoy playing my own music. I guess I would have to say that I prefer that. Yeah. But I. Ad- by the same token, I really love playing with all the guys that I get a chance to play with too. Like, it's uh, you learn a lot, and you just—it's a way of meeting. It's networking as well. It's yeah. It's so one bro- one job brings the next one too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and you get into little clicky scenes, I suppose. So, yeah, and yeah. a lot of the same like session musicians are you know doing the same gigs, and you yeah. you know you always run into the same people, and, and that sort of that forms your own collaborations for original projects too you meet yeah. guys on the other gigs and yeah fantastic now I used to be an artist man 
river of society But I turn to crime Yeah, listening to the title track, Desperate Times of Dragon Dolly's uh, new album, Desperate Times of the Solid Dog, Blues and Roots Struggling to make ends meet Just trying to make the rent every week Well, you know that I will Back, borrow, and steal Till I get back on my feet Desperate times Call for desperate measures When you're under pressure sometimes You've got to be strong Just to keep on Living in desperate times about this new album um, Desperate Times yeah what's behind the title um, it's a track on the album I don't actually know <laughs> well, I, you know well I sort of know it was there's a homeless guy that lives near where I live in, yeah. in Sydney in St Peter's and, yeah. and um, he, uh, I always see him like he stands he's sitting down like in blazing sunlight and uh, he's sort of like you try and give him some money or he's it's right across the road from McDonald's some people try and give him McDonald's and but he just does, he refuses. Like yeah. I don't know why. He's, and I thought, um, well, maybe this is a guy who's got pride, and you know, maybe he, yeah. at some stage, you know, he held down a good job or whatever, and now that he can't afford McDonald's or whatever, he's still too proud to yeah. accept the goodwill of others. So yeah. that kind of got me thinking. Like, what if I just wrote a song, you know, where just all the bad breaks happen to you, and suddenly, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a common theme for blues. Oh, it is. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Now, this album recorded in Toronto. Yeah. There's a lot of players on here that I don't know because obviously they're from. They, they're Torontoese. That's that, yes. Toronto uh, Yeah. That's good enough. <laughs> I don't know how we say that, but yeah. Torontonians. Torontonians. <laughs> so, so, who are they and where did you come across them? Uh, well, basically, I. The kind of how I met the musicians was there's an organ bar in Toronto called the Orbit Room. Which in itself actually is a famous room because um, like guys like Joey DiFrancesco and Brian Auger and Tony Monaco and other you know all the organ players yeah. when they come into town they um, either do a one nighter or they do a residency there as well. Yeah. And um, so I put my hand up to try and do a residency there, and I got myself a Tuesday night gig there. So on all these Tuesdays, I was inviting different players. People were they, actually the owner of the bar was recommending that I play with these guys. Yeah. So the drummer, yeah, the um, the owner just hooked him up. He he said this guy's great. He's played with Alanis Morissette. He's played with Holly Cole. He's played with Chaka Khan. Yeah. You know, and um, so yeah, we just clicked. And the same with, but he wasn't the only. Like I got introduced to so many players. Yeah. Uh, all like. Um, all amazing it was really hard to pick the right guys <laughs> but I ended up settling for this guy Davide Dorenzo and the guitar player his name's Champagne James Robertson and he's a yeah. he's a younger guy but he's sort of making moves like he's they, he plays in a band called New Country Rehab yeah. which are sort of they're doing pretty good things in the States they're touring around a lot and they seem to have a bit of a buzz around them Correct. and he's a real kooky player like he's uh um, he's very influenced by another Toronto guitar player called Kevin Bright, who Harry Manx actually plays with a lot. Yeah. And um, he's sort of a bit of a protege of Kevin's. So 
he's kind of not really what you'd expect the classic blues licks or classic jazz licks. He kind of play, plays some pretty kooky lines, and right. he's also a really good slide player. And yeah, nice. No, so, so it's a three piece of the album. It is, yeah. Uh, which we're going to hear tonight too. So um, that's right. All you listeners, you'll miss out on that unless you're here. Yes, <laughs> it was great. <laughs> it was great. It's going to be great. Sure. Um, but uh, could I anticipate like Jimmy Smith's one of your heroes? He's oh yeah. Chicken Shack. Yeah, definitely. You've got a number of your own compositions. Yes. Well, I normally do. Yeah, I've always recorded my own music. I've always been a songwriter. I've yeah. pretty much since I started playing and. Actually, a lot of the time when I go and sit down and practice, I end up thinking, oh, that chord sounds good with that, and I end up writing a song yeah. that way, so, sort of by default. But on this album, I thought, well, maybe I shouldn't be quite so self-indulgent and I'll, I'll do some covers for a change. Yeah, Willie Dixon. Uh, but I think the first one we played on the show was Chester Draws. Oh, actually, well, that's a, the story behind it's that song. It's a great song. track and a great name. If I, oh, thanks. <laughs> well... I don't know if you know uh, the organ player from Tower of Power. His name is Chester Thompson. No, I, I do now. Yeah, so um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so that's sort of another story in itself because um, a couple of years ago, the drummer from Tower of Power, David Garibaldi, he came to Australia because yeah. uh, not all of the band, I think Tower of Power were in Japan maybe and just the singer and the drummer, David, came to Sydney and we uh, I got a chance to play with those guys. Yeah. So... We did a few of those Tower of Power songs and a few others of the, the singer's original material. Uh, Larry Braggs, his name is. Yeah. And uh, so after that whole experience, we, after playing, learning the Chester Thompson organ parts and playing songs like What Is Hip with David Garibaldi, I was suddenly got inspired to try and write one of those... Um, uh, there's a, a few songs in Tower of Power's catalogue where the, the band's like, it's a huge band with horns and everything, and then it breaks down to just drums and organ. Yeah. And so I wanted to write a groove around that breakdown of just drums and organ that yeah. David Garibaldi and Chester great. Thompson do. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of the story behind well, Chester Draws. It's a great Draws. track. It's a great track. Oh, thanks. And there's a whole lot of good stuff on it. Yeah, Tone Hounds, you're the Sully Dog Blues and Roots, uh, talking about Clayton Dolly. Uh, we did hear that Chester Draws track. It was the one that kicked off the interview. Here's the uh, standard uh, Chicken Shack. Jimmy Smith. first before you sent me a copy oh because, uh, so um we might uh i don't know what we'll do with this copy here we might give it to the subscribers yes that's a good idea yeah yeah, yeah look uh, just one question i want to ask to take you back to the hammond uh, days early yep. days what got you about the hammond was it that thick bass uh, sound or was it the uh, mm. the tone the vibrations what was it well it's having never played one before i didn't really know i i it sounded like it was loud, and it yeah. sounded like it was, uh, yeah, this big pumping. It's like, it's like a big motorbike. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it sounded, yeah, it sounded like the beast that needed to be tamed or something. And and then I, uh, yeah, so I didn't really know what to expect, and I didn't, I don't really know what drew me to it. But yeah, it just, uh, 
it sounded like a sound that I wanted to play. Did you ever, um, you know, find another lover? Did you ever go elsewhere? Oh, well, I do. I still, <laughs> yes, I do. I must confess to cheating a little bit. I, yeah. I, uh, I do play like the world's of pianos and Rhodes okay. pianos and little keyboards. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You haven't got drums or guitar or flute or anything. No. <laughs> no, I haven't. But you know. Maybe, you never know. Looks like John Cleary started off as a, a guitarist, ended up a keyboard player. That's right, he's an amazing guitar player, yeah. <laughs> and, um, Good drummer too. <laughs> yeah, so it's a strange world when, yeah. you, when, you, when you go there. Yeah. But look, um, we really appreciate your work, Clayton. It's some great stuff and we're glad you're back in Australia for a while. Well, it's good to be back. Thanks, Salty. And uh, hopefully we'll see you at the festivals um, coming crossed. up. And yeah. You were at Byron last year. That's right, yeah. So I was at Byron and uh, just... Recently, more recently, at the Caloundra Festival, that was a good one too. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And uh, yeah, so hopefully there'll be some others coming up. Excellent. Well, we really appreciate your work, and um, glad to see uh, Aussies making good and coming home as well, which is unusual uh, pattern, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, the world's you know a big enough. Well, usually they become like Rupert Murdoch and change their citizenship or something like that. Oh, I would never do that. <laughs> I love being Australian. I'll always be Australian. Yeah, no, we really appreciate it. We uh, we, we um, like the great. Hammond Sound that you produce and looking forward to the gigs oh, and um, get our listeners to get out and uh, buy the album if they be, if they do want to buy this uh, Clayton how do they do it? Well it's uh, the usual digital distribution iTunes Amazon and uh, physical it's uh, probably the best way is online still like Amazon and CD yeah. Baby And w- your website is? It's www.claytondoley.com That's with one O That's right D-O-L-E-Y Someone pointed out to me it's not Dooley, it's Dolly. That's right. I've got that Eagles song in the back of my head. I don't know. Jewel and Dolly, or Jewel and Dolly. Oh, forget that. it, I'm, my tongue's going a bit crazy. There's a song about Tom Dooley. <laughs> That's it, that'll do. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks, Clayton. We wish you well with all this, and hope we'll catch you around on the, on the, uh, on the circuit. Some great stuff. Yeah, well, thanks very much, Soldy. Thanks for having me. listening to an interview uh, with Clayton Dolly talking about his new album Desperate Times talking about the track uh, just called uh, Misty it's a great album get onto iTunes you can grab it get onto Clayton Dolly uh, with one O D-O-L-E-Y dot com and uh, check out the work of the man and um, get yourself some good music uh, put in your machine This is Clayton Dolly here and you're listening to Salty Dog on Salty Dog Blues and Roots. <laughs> 